Anyway. Let's officially start the show. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. I have taken under careful consideration, I being Jeff Styles with a Y, thank you very much, the communicator, the voice of Chattanooga's drive into work and or school and or play and or whatever you're doing for almost three decades. I've been given a lot of thought to Pimp Jen's uh, recommendation that maybe that particular piece of music was too abrasive. Uh, to, to start it's just off, repetitive. it's repetitive. Well, well I, I want it to. It's know, a theme song. Yeah, your branding, whatever. It's a theme song. I think it can change. I think it's okay to change it. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, how, many t- how many times did Rush Limbaugh's show begin with anything other than how Ohio? How many times did I listen to Rush Limbaugh? Well, Rush what, Limbaugh, zero that, that, times. That, that means nothing. That's totally irrelevant. Yeah, but you guys are missing the point. People didn't subscribe to Rush Limbaugh with this express purpose of listening to him. Yeah, people to come like on the our, radio. Our, our taste in music. I don't see why we can't offer them a selection. Because a variety, but people like consistency. People like consistency. Do you How like does, this, Brian? Do you watch some? Do you watch? I like C- consistency. Do you watch CBS Sunday Morning? <laughs> do you watch CBS Sunday Morning? No, yes I no? watch NBC. All right, no, you you don't watch Sunday Morning. So you don't know the trumpet sound. I watch sound. NBC. You don't watch the tr- you don't hear the trumpet sound every Sunday. No, I do not. 60, se- <laughs> six, 60 minutes. What is the sound of, of the beginning of sixty minutes? Tick, oh tick, my tick, 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 Thank you. Is yes. it Big Ben? Tick, tick, is it tick, Big tick, Ben? But banging and banging and bonging? No, it's not. But anyway, I gave it some thought, careful consideration. Clearly, I've rejected it. <laughs> tick, 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 I'm Russell Stroud, and uh, <laughs> I'm Jim Lambert. I was just thinking it, it it would be nice maybe just to have just a uh, uh, just a ripping Hendrix solo in there. Do you know what Hendrix would say if he was alive today? Let me out! Let me out! Let me out! For God's sakes, let me out! So just 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 so you said that's what we could be starting with. So think about how bad it could be. That's for the next. There is Halloween a sound episode. effect. Uh, the little box that rattles. Let me out of here. Chattanooga Drive-In Show is what you're listening to. A podcast Monday through Friday. It is posted every Monday through Friday, except for the ones where they don't show up, like they did last week when You're I welcome. didn't know anything about it. Five a.m. Um, banks are closed, and it is entertaining information and informative entertainment. Yes, and thank you very much. Uh, even though this, you're hearing this, of course, on Monday because it is Monday. Welcome to Monday, and we were all just sitting here bemoaning the uh, surprise. Like we didn't see it coming. It hasn't been around forever. Veterans Day, the banks being closed on Veterans Day. I it messed up that. everybody. That's because we work a day ahead. It messed uh-huh. up everybody. You know I mean? And uh, yeah, but I didn't know I'm the banks still dealing with repercussions from that. All right, let's get going. Lodge Cast Iron Studio, that's where we are, the Lodge Cast Iron Studio. Thank you very much. Thank you to the uh, good folks at the workshop for letting us uh, come down and rent their very fine studios. These really, I mean, I, I couldn't. State I could not believe the when they said, "Come check them out and see what you think." That was my idea. We we walked in. I I had no idea. I, I was sure we'd be doing it in somebody's living room, and we walked in here. Man, it was like, wow, we're already wow. grown up. Yep. <laughs> All right, and here is something to look forward to. When we get to shotgun shoutouts, Brian has some texts 
that have come to him. There have been some voicemails at the new number. The you communicate with us as much as you want to number. Tell us we're wrong. Tell us we're right. Tell us we're in between. Tell us Jen needs to shut up about the music. 301 9229. 301 9229. 310. 310. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or did I write no, that down it's wrong? It's 301 9229. People are never going to text the number because they're not going to know what it is. All right. So, so we'll, and when we get to Shotgun Shout he's going to read some of your texts. All right. We got that to look going. You know, to, to look yeah, they're not going to change your life, but we'll, we'll do that. Uh, Y'all we got are all, good. All the various stuff that we normally do, we're going to do all of it today. We're going to do it a little bit more quickly. Uh, Again, being Monday, we try to kind of stay a little bit more generic, move Mm -hmm. a little bit quicker. We're going to get down into a couple of uh, topics that are going to kind of come and go throughout the the segments today. Uh, It's going to be a serpentine-like motion. But as usual, we will begin with a very cash look at the headlines with Russell Stroud. Oh, well, Jeff. Here's what's happening. Chattanooga police uh, posing as a minor lured seven men to their arrests. The seven men allegedly answered online ads, which presented the opportunity to engage in sexual activity with an underaged girl. The men were directed to a motel where undercover officers were, of course, waiting for them. In all of these cases, the men were alleged to be paying for the service. The oldest defendant is 53, the youngest 31. Each of the men charged with trafficking for commercial sex act and solicitation of a minor. Obviously very... Serious charges. Two people also uh, killed in a crash on Highway 58, according to deputies. It happened just after 5 p.m. on Thursday. Two vehicles were involved in that crash. Two people were killed. Hamilton County Sheriff's Office involved in the investigation. And finally, a 22-year-old Charles Moat faces charges of sexual battery and assault after a woman accused him of attacking her at the Pi Kappa Alpha fraternity house near UTC. She says that after she tried to get away from him, he followed her and then uh, pounced upon her. Photos show bruising on the woman's legs and arms purportedly from uh, the attack. And now from the amorphous space, which is Jen's strange sense of humor, it's Dave Hooker. (laughs) You know, some things I just prefer to remain seedy. Dave Hooker, Off the Hook Sports. Is anybody a little bit tired of the amount of gambling talk that we're hearing on several sports talk television and radio shows, all kinds of mainstream media? You probably saw a billboard while you're listening to this podcast. It's gambling, gambling, gambling. And I understand some people like to gamble, but a lot of people don't. Some people like to play fantasy football, but a lot of people don't. Some people just like to watch the game. Isn't that lost a little bit? We're talking about gambling and whether you want your team to kick a field goal instead of a touchdown so that they won't cover because you bet against your team. The whole thing has always been bizarre to me. I've toyed with gambling here and there just to have some fun when it was very illegal back in the mid-90s. You always win the first time, and then you'll lose. I know about one or two people that probably consistently make some money off gambling one is sports one is cards i think cards is much easier i think sports is just about impossible that's why they have those big huge buildings out in the middle of a desert anyway if you enjoy gambling that's good if you need help with gambling i'm sure there's a number you can call dave hooker off the hook sports I I know you have something you want to follow up with on that. First of all, that's a very good topic. That is a very good topic. I have never really 
given any thought, and I know I, I, I go to 12-step programs, addiction runs in my family, and gambling very much ran in my family. Hmm. I did not get bitten by that bug. Uh, how, how, I don't know. I, I, don't I avoided it. But 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 the the way that the brain becomes addicted to gambling is an interesting little territory that I think we ought to explore someday. And and he's right. I'm so tired of seeing Jamie Foxx standing in front of the Bellagio fountains, you know, telling me, you know, you know that, that, that it's, it's time for for sports king betting, you know, being and and whatever all the stuff. And we got that girl who's always talking about making it rain that's a stripper thing i mean you make it rain at a strip joint you don't make it rain by winning money and i don't know who she's supposed to be but they got all these different people out there is gambling 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 and he's right how many people what percentage of people are actually gambling oh, i know it's up. big money but it's going up mm-hmm. it's going way every time up, when they yeah. say when they say you if you gamble one dollar you will win 350 dollars <laughs> what what's what's stopping me from doing that and one getting time. all my friends for doing that one time and just putting them out of business they can't stand well, they, that. They, that those are just introductory offers like any other company that does online apps or those kind of you know yeah, giveaway print you know, don't, you don't really get a lot of free money. I've, I've toyed in it because I thought, hey, free money. I yeah. got, I'll take your free money. Uh, but that doesn't last for long. My only thing with, with, with Dave's uh, uh, off the hook today was just I, I just totally agree with him 100%. And I'm a big – I'm less of a sports guy now, but as I was younger, at teenage, 20s, 30s, I sports were on, sports and music. That's sure. all That's all I yeah, did. Yeah, that's what it was. And I knew a lot of people that gambled, but um, I just – I never the, – the fear of losing money is – terrifying to me way more than the uh optimistic thought of winning money a, right. si- a side bet makes a game more interesting let's it, just let's just it, that's it, easy i understand easy. that it does to some not me it does i i like to watch the sport for what it is and and what i like he, he mentioned cards that's an easier way to make money because there's there's strategy there yeah there's well no, there's skill in cards there's there's yes. there is skill there's no strategy in sports betting because no coach who's not dirty, no coach that's ever coached a team coaches against or for the spread. Let me they're playing they're coaching to win the game. So all you're doing is going on some hunch or some hotline you heard or yeah. some Caesar's palace uh and the ball bounces app. your way by per chance and so it don't you're, don't think that you're an expert all you're not doing anything with of skill. You're doing straight just guessing for cards and then, I, I'm gonna go about my my family. Like I said I have I had three professional gamblers in my family. All right, uh, my uncle, two cousins, and actually, and my grandmother who could beat all of them at any given time at any card game ever. And I could sit down with them and play all day long. I understand the rules. I understand even the odds. Oh, I know that I seems weird. It too. And but and I watch them and I I, I can't beat them could not beat them and you tell me how the cards fall the same way i know what wins what doesn't win i know, I know drawing to an inside straight's a stupid thing to do go ahead and fold but i cannot do it there's there's a certain element you can't tell me that there's not a certain element 
of magic or luck that some people just plain have when they play these games. Well, I I can't explain it, but there there is magic ish and luck ish, but there is also a little bit of strategy 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 to strategy to strategy like playing twenty one, <laughs> playing uh, blackjack, playing twenty one. There yeah. is a if you're at a oh, table and you foolproof, if you're yeah. at a table and you don't know what you're doing, you're, they will, you're an idiot. They will beat you up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll they they will they they'll remove you from the seat you're and put somebody there. The game. Yeah. So I get all that. I don't want to do it. I don't. I don't find the. Uh, don't the be allure. slow. I don't, don't find the allure, but I understand what people do. Sports betting is straight up. I'm just going on a hunch today because nobody is strategizing well, for your pick. I've always thought it was weird. Speaking of sports, but not, not that kind of sports. And I guess you could bet on whether or not you could actually deadlift a certain amount or you know, hit a particular shot from one of the courts at the sports barns, one of the three locations they got. But that's what I'm talking about right now is the sports barn. The sports barn, since 1979, got three locations in town, and they went through COVID. Oh, it was a rough, 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 rough time. Remember, that was one of the first things that got hit. And how do they make a comeback? People didn't want to work out with masks on. They've made their way through it. They've emerged the other side victorious. Please go down to any of the sports barns, sign up, tell them you heard it on the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. We don't even we don't even start to say that often enough. Tell people you're listening to this podcast and advise them strongly to listen to the podcast so they'll know what's going on too. But since 1979, Sports Barn's been there for you, keeping you healthy and happy. Upfront wrap-up, first segment. Closing arguments today in the written house trial yep um on friday they made the very unusual decision but both sides were adamant about it that they did not want to give it over to the jury for a long weekend i'm not really sure what the thinking was but they all agreed 100 percent. boom done they've got the weekend off closing arguments will be today we'll see where it goes from there uh, most of the evidence, just as a casual observer, is stacked against him. But we do have that one guy that came out that saw very close up, up front. I mean, I mean, within feet. The photojournalist. The, yeah, the yeah. That, that the guy shoving the burning, you know, whatever it was, dumpster. I think it was dumpster it? of some yeah. kind on wheels toward Rittenhouse and started to reach for his gun. Right. That was that was damning testimony and to, to be closing on and and the, the video there were there were, uh, sorry I don't mean to interrupt you there, right. there was some video that was shown and I know your position on it of course sure there was video that was shown uh, that to me seemed to solidify at least partially solidify an argument for self defense where it showed him running away and then getting hit with the skateboard that didn't help the prosecution very much at all whether or not that's enough to sway the jury i don't know now, I, I, that's that brings it to i mean if if there's an active shooter and he shot two people and then he starts running do you have the legal right to chase him down and kill him because of what he just did i would think you do yeah yeah well, or or are you now have you have you you know violated the barrier rule he is moving mm. away from you. He no longer poses a threat. All he has yeah. to do is turn around. Well, you could he argue a threat again. In at least in Georgia, you could argue you're preventing a threat to other people, right? So in Georgia, I don't know about Wisconsin, but in Georgia, if someone shoots someone and you know it's in cold blood and they run away and you shoot them, chances are you would get off for that because you'd be preventing other people from potentially being harmed. The uh, the judge's name will currently escape me. I had it in front of me, but you you y'all I need to to continue to let you guys know 
that as of this moment, my phone is still completely worthless. I, I'm talking about I can't text, I can't make phone calls, I can't research, I can't get on Wi-Fi, I can't get on internet, I can't look things up, and so it's really been a hindrance. That's going to come back into play later today. I'm going to talk about that. Uh, one other thing I want to say real quick about the Rittenhouse case, yes, if I may. Um, the the order of events, I think, has been sort of misconstrued in a lot of media reports as well, which has led to, I think, a lot of people misunderstanding what the order of events actually was. Um, and the video's been out there since before the trial began, so there's been ample opportunity for you to watch the video of the two people getting killed and the one person getting injured. Um, but the video pretty plainly in the timeline of events shows him first running away, getting hit, falling to the ground, and then firing, not the other way around, as was, I think, mistakenly reported by, I think CBS was the first to get that wrong. So that's an important factor, too. Here's another important factor. The judge's name is Schroeder, mm -hmm. and there has been several stories now that have come out that put him in a fairly poor racist light. Um, he's made some off-color comments about Asian food, you know, so on and so forth. Um, and well, uh, him, him, him being potentially a racist in this case isn't going to hurt you the prosecution. You no. don't think that, that that would in any way kind of be a mistrial and have to have a different judge well, he's preside already, he's over already, it? Well, he's already, of course, threatened to call a mistrial. Yeah, he himself has threatened yeah. a mistrial. Yeah. I think the joke about Asian food, I, I now granted I have very thick skin and I'm not Asian, but I didn't think it was particularly racist. We, well, there's just, other things, too. We're it's coming not just back that to one judicial remark. humor here in a little bit, too. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, the, no, the, the judge I was thinking of was the uh, the one that's actually presiding over the, the Trump of the January 6th trial, mm -hmm. the one with the, I'm sorry, slightly Asian name. It will not come to me. I do not have it in front of me. The one that had the quote of the week that presidents aren't kings and that Trump is not president. Right. Or that the defendant is not president was the exact quote. And uh, I would just, all the people who believe that he should still have the powers of president and executive privilege and things of this nature, even when he's out of office, I mean, it's just gotten to the point where if you're for the guy when he's in office, you're willing to give him anything. Are we going to bring back Prima Nocturna? Does he does he get to sleep with all the the, the newlyweds, you know, the, the brides before the husband does? I hope not. I mean, would they be for that if they're really for the guy? Inflation is surging hugely. I, I, My it's, gosh, it's, it's hard to keep up with uh, heating fuel. This morning, this morning, on an old-fashioned glowing box where I was doing some primitive research. Heat up the glow box. The 57% hike in heating fuel since last week. Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's not you, even cold yet. <laughs> you can't sell anything if you can't get anything. And yeah. people can't get anything. Fuel is going to just be breaking boundaries everywhere you look. President Biden is strikes me as the president who might actually do it. All of them have been pushed. Every single president has been pushed at some point 
to break into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, mm-hmm. and he strikes me as the kind that might do it. Well, if it's you, desperate enough, he would have every reason to, I would say. I saw something, and it just is barely even a paraphrase, that that reserve lasts six like days, 12 days. Six yeah. days globally. I mean, okay, so what are we doing? If, if that, that's, we I don't even doing? know. Nationally, I'm not sure, but it would run the world for six days. Oh, wow, great, good. So but that's that, the that's, whole world, not just like yeah, not domestic just, travel. Yeah, yeah or one sure. section of America. Uh, they did say that, uh, you know, you get these little savings things you stick on your refrigerator, you know, 10 ways to help keep the planet green, save the earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is easy. If you just wear your jacket, your big, wimpy, wussy jacket, uh, <laughs> that showed how cold-natured you are, how you have no fat on your bones that you wore in here on this beautiful spring morning, you know, a little bit more of that will go a long way. They say if you turn down your thermostat, during the day when you're not there, mm-hmm. 7 to 10 degrees, you will save 10% on your monthly bill. Now, I'm going to say it again. I do it every day. That yep. is the exact opposite yes. of what they used to teach us. It is. They, really? They, yes, <laughs> yes. Don't touch your they, thermostat. They, 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 they said it takes more energy to, to make, get back it, to yes. make it go back up and down. I don't believe that. And that's, but that was what I was raised with, so it's still very hard for me yeah, I don't touch to mine. tinker with it. All right? Uh, um, it's got cobwebs on it. I just don't like the idea of my heater or my AC running when I'm not there. Yeah. Kellogg's is suing workers in Omaha who don't want to get vaxxed, and they say one of the biggest problems, they weren't going to do it, except that the workers that are striking because they don't want to get vaxxed are now becoming violent and intimidating toward the workers who are showing up, mm-hmm. i.e. the scabs who are showing up to actually do the jobs yeah. that, they, that they want. The unions have been very anti-vax in a yeah. lot of these cases, too. Uh, if you are a, a fan of Trader Joe's, uh, their chicken burgers apparently got bones in them. Ah. Might want to be careful. That came out yesterday. And very sadly, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this a little bit later on today, too, a, a ninth victim in the Astro World concert. Yeah, you guys have that. taken every single thing I have I'm here. sorry. I'm, like, I, you've done my prep. It's I, I, just, I, I was a young girl that was hurt, yeah. well, she and was she passed she was away. We're going to talk more about that in just a, a little bit. Let me squeeze this in because we talked about it yesterday, and this will answer at least a couple of questions, and then we'll move on uh, out of the upfront wrap-up section, and that is, the tickets that we were talking about going on sale for the rebranded Riverbend. Mm-hmm. There's a little more information now. Mm-hmm. 22nd through the 25th of June, I think is what June I saw. June 3rd through oh, 5th sorry. is what I'm yeah, looking at. I don't know what, where I got, it's a weekend. Yeah. June 3rd through 5th, and uh, it's, it, was, it says, obviously, with fewer staff members, fewer days, fewer stages, and fewer artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, we were wondering about why they would isolate one radio station to be their media partner aha yeah the tickets actually went on sale on saturday mm-hmm. at the festival's website 95 dollars. but if you bought through wgow our old station that we used to work for the talk station that you know the that evil nobody empire that nobody anymore. listens to anymore yeah. at all <laughs> and it was run by morons and and and, and crooks and backstabbers cowards um, uh, but you can buy it for $85 if you don't mind dealing with cowards. Uh, save $10. But it, that's through month, through January. You can buy WGOW for $85? Listen, it says through discount $85 through this particular radio station, which is the festival's exclusive media partner through the end of January. Okay, so that makes more sense. Now you see it coming. 
Come February, there will be another media partner. Or the whole cluster. And then what happens... It'll be the cluster. But that, right. but But then, no, I think, I think that this is going to be a measurement. This is something they probably thought about actually doing. Let's see which one of these stations actually is doing the best for us. Mm. And it will help us. It, it will give us an indicator as to what kind of music we book in the future. Because remember, Riverbend tried to be all things to all people, and that was the impetus that I worked under. The onus I worked under was that if you could only go on down one night, you didn't have a choice. One night, you should be able to find something you like on that night. If you could only make one stage on a given night, there should probably be something on that stage that you would find enjoyable. But the other side of the argument is, Let's be a country festival. Let's be a classic rock festival. Let's quit trying to be everything to everybody. And that's kind of where I think they're going is they're kind of do some measurements on who gets these uh, tickets sold. But some of the quotes coming from the people, well, Mitch, gonna... young Mitch, his name is Mitchell Hall, just a, a young guy, nicest guy in the world that worked down there. I think he got fired like everybody else did, but they rehired him. And basically said, this river bend will have a smaller footprint and it will feel more like festivals that people are used to going to, but with a Chattanooga vibe. Now, what the hell does that mean? What does that even mean? Well, I think it, it doesn't just make means a lick it's, of it's down on the river. I have received, as I've said many times before, a billion at this point surveys that they have sent out to mm. people that generally go to festivals overall did you get any of these brian I i'm imagine... not getting anything from Riverbend. all right well i have received i don't know five or six different surveys where they're asking you know what do you want oh, to they've change? been sending them out all over what the do place. you what musicians do you want to see it probably goes you know? to my junk email yahoo that i never look at it might yeah probably goes to your um i don't mean that's what i mean the spam i just mean my yahoo 20 year old email that has right. thirty-five thousand. and it might go to promotions i think there's a Maybe. promotions tab but anyway it sounds like they've made all of the changes they're that working, I requested. There were so uh, it, it might it might work out. I'm not Mitch, even. Mitch, I got no, no problem with. Obviously, you know, Mickey is in charge. You got Samantha Wright, who's going to be director of sales. Nadine Petros as volunteer coordinator. A lot of the stuff that they did in house, they're now going to do outside. Uh, they're going to get outside workers. Dairy Berry Public Relations, Bonafide Live, Chris Cobb, who we knew was working with them. Yeah. Down here at the very end Ex of the article, owner in Nashville. it says, uh, yeah, and they talked about the fact that he and Dewar have worked together for so so often. Said McCamish and Hall both said they feel this version of Riverbend will be. Um, more resembling the successful Riverfront Nights concert series mm -hmm. that Friends of the Festival staged in the same location for nearly a decade. That doesn't even make sense either because those are not even similar kinds of music festivals. But I'm, but I just thought that was the strangest thing. It will have a feeling more like festivals you go to, which would be what. Well, I think but Moon, Moon River is divide. a good is a good comparison. Moon River feels like a festival that you would go a to. They're, they're, they're festival. all festivals that you would yeah, go to. It's just weird wording. If you've gone to it, yeah. then it's it one you would go to. All right. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. We do it every day. Editorial time. And this is, is going to be simple and quick and easy. I said it would come back. No joke. All right. Here, here's the dealio. Monday. 
first day of this week, I mentioned already, our entire family phone plan got jacked. And uh, we were told that we owed hundreds and hundreds of dollars and all of our phones were turned off. My son, who works at T-Mobile in Nashville, got on it. My wife is in surgery and, you know, creating a hell for me. But most of their phones got turned back on and running and working again. Mine did not. Yesterday, I went to an actual T-Mobile store, and I didn't bang on the door, and I didn't scare anybody, and I didn't threaten anybody, and I didn't get the police called on me. Totally different T-Mobile store. I'll never go buy that other one again. And very, very pleasant, nice people took my phone and looked at it and said, this is odd. This is definitely odd. We've they, never they, seen a phone from 1985. Yeah, yeah and they, they looked at it and they said, are, are this, this, is this actually Fred Flintstone's signature over here? And, uh, you know, this looks like it's been chipped in there, you know, actually into stone, living stone. The cord doesn't and reach from your car to the store. Where's the crank to, but to make it, it go? It has gone back the other way now. Uh, whatever mistake that they made that they thought they fixed has been made again so my phone is literally nothing but a big square timepiece. It's it, a rectangle. It, 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 keep, it keeps it's a rectangular <laughs> clock. That's all it can do. Now this is my editorial. Everybody, you know I'm a technophobe. You know how much I despise technology. But still, I love listening to music. So I love being able to go and look up YouTube links and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and you know find arcane music and listen to it and share it with other people. I have to be able to do research for this show. Normally, the phone would be sitting right here, and while y'all are talking, you know, I'm doing just like everybody else. I'm kind of flipping through it, you know, mm -hmm. and making sure that I have the name of the judge instead of saying yes. the slightly judge Asian Schroeder. name or whatever, you know. I mean, whatever I said, you know, I, he's and I, not Asian, and I can't do that. Um, but but here here's the deal. There is, once you accept the fact, and I'm gonna just send this out there as a challenge to everybody, try it. Try it and see how difficult it really is and just how hooked you really are. Oh, to go without your phone? Yeah. 24 yeah. hours. I mean, hand the phone to somebody. Not possible. Hand the phone to somebody, have them ta physically take it away from you, and then spend 24 hours of a normal day without ever being able to reference it, not once. But I, not to look at the time, not to look at a GPS map, not to catch up on, on, on the headlines, not for any reason whatsoever, not to look at your community calendar, anything, it is gone, it is not there. 24 hours, I guarantee you, you will be shocked, stunned and amazed at how much of an effect it has on your life is this is this good or bad i i i think Both. any technology you could throw Both. into any generation you could say take it away and see what happens it's be, it's part of our life i don't have a phone number i can't call you from a landline jeff i don't know your number you have like, i, I know, have to have I my phone say, i was gonna say now see that isn't that funny see because of 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 my contact with these two i've got their phone number memorized i have whenever, a handful but whenever i do a group text Yours, I have to go to contacts because I've never, <laughs> I've never called you that often. Yeah, and so I mean, and and it's funny, certain numbers stick in my head, certain don't, but but it is, it is, almost just, uh, I don't know how to put it. I am aghast at how naked and vulnerable and helpless I feel without that stupid thing that yeah. I didn't think. I used to talk about skipping it across the lake. I'd love to live without it, you know. And and the fact is, is that I do believe that in my heart of hearts, but 
I have rely come, on it. I have come to depend on it, yeah. rely on it to a point where it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. For those of you people who have never, ever even thought about it being a problem, and you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, or better, you you will die within 24 hours. You will you will either jump off a cliff or you'll commit homicide to get somebody else's phone. Because I guarantee you, it's every 60 seconds something pops up in your head. I need to check. It's true. I need to check. Yeah. I need to check. Well, this comes right, right along with the admission we've all realized on, on this show. We've known it probably individually, but we've talked about it a couple times. That broadband is a utility. It's something that yeah. we have to have. That's right. Like if yeah. you didn't That's have right. water, go without water, Jeff. Well, yeah. okay. We yeah. can't go without electricity in modern times, and you can't go without your supercomputer in your it. pocket. That's it. It's 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 truly. I don't think it's pathetic. I think it's just it's, it's just it's what just, it is. Do it as an experiment. Twenty four hours, literally, hand it over and do not no tabs, no pods, no pads, no nothing, and just live life. Go walk a dog, go, you know, cut the grass, go do whatever you're going to do. Read a book, you know, lay down on the couch, take a nap, Not whatever a you're going to do, and you will be They banned all the books, Jeff. Fascinated. I can't read them. <laughs> so everybody's got one brought to you today by the kindness and concern and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at Guardian Investment Advisors. Gary Thurman handles all the money my wife and I have invested. I trust them very, very, very much, or I wouldn't have done it. 710-9199, 710-9199. They are part of that uh, podcastination that we're trying to work with and get everybody to kind of work together and, 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 and join the fight against the common enemy, the morning radio show and morning TV show. And you got, of course, Gary and Tide's own podcast. You've got the What podcast that Barry Corden and them do about, we're about to talk about concerts again. Totally different thing. Day Fire, During the Break, People of Chattanooga Stone on Air. 911 What? And all the rest. All right. Yeah. And that's my editorial for today. Duh. The duh moment of the day. Concerts. And this has to do with Astro World and yeah. the death at Astro World. I. We spent was quite a, a bit of time talking about it while you were away. I was alive and well and uh, had already been to numerous big shows when The Who played Cincinnati and the Stampede. I think that's why I knew that story. I talked about it last week. Or yeah. not your story, but that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think I've heard you talk about the it gen- general admission was the order of the day and people would be lined up outside the gates of the venue and it was first come, first served. Everybody p- paid the exact same amount. There was no VIP seating. There was no ar- arranged seating. They opened up the gates and people ran and they ran and they ran and they leaped and they jumped and they went over barriers to get to the best seats. So the the front seats filled up, center seats filled up, the front balcony seats filled up, and then slowly but surely the rest of the crowd would come in. Well, one horrible, terrible, terrible night in Cincinnati, 11 people died. 11 people died inside that situation. So let me go ahead and just read some words from Brian Higgins who is is a risk management professor and he's talking about the fact that everybody's going how could this happen how could this happen could shouldn't we have had rules in place very simply there were rules in place these answers exist the field of crowd management has been around for four decades first entering our vocabulary in the landmark report published after the death of 11 people attempting to enter the who rock concert 
in Cincinnati. That was back in 1980. So I'm, I'm in college. And at WKRP did an episode where they took very seriously that incident and it's still one of the most emotional TV episodes I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, it really is, for, for a comedy especially. It says, we have seen countless researchers lay out full bodies of work on this subject with equally extensive information on how to prevent and respond to these incidents. That report led to the development of crowd management best practices, standards, recommendations. Back in 2003, the National Fire Protection Association group issued a statement and a standard that there be a certified crowd manager, one person, for every 250 individuals assembled. Mm-hmm. Did y'all know that? No. That in a crowd, that is the that is the what they are supposed to have one person doing crowd control for every 250 people in there. And they did that night inside that particular venue, but they made other mistakes. Crowd management is significantly different than crowd control. Simply stated, management includes the planning for a crowded event and the management of the attendees, whereas crowd control occurs after something has happened. They become unruly or violent. Crowd management is basically the need to never need crowd control, if that makes sense. All right, now very quickly, I'm not going to take up a whole lot of time here, but the design of the performance area is what they're going to be looking at more than anything else, including where the crowd assembled. And this guy, of course, he he has already faced twice. I'm not going after Travis Scott. I am not going after him. But he's already twice been hit with um, creating a riot, mm-hmm. uh, charges of, 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 of inciting a riot. Yeah. So he loves to build this type of buildup mm-hmm. at his shows. Well, and one dude was paralyzed at one of his shows too. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna work against him. Um, but in this particular situation, the crowd went into an area where there should have been blowout sections at the left and the right. And I don't know how else to actually put it. Uh, victims most likely suffered crushing injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and asphyxiation. This does not appear to be a stampede from the outside. It looks like a slowly building mass of pressure created by crowds surging toward the stage. And what happens is while many of the, uh, 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 the folks who are being pushed against, they push back, the push starts to become a wave-like effect. Yeah. And at that point, your feet will come off the ground. Right. You you're you will be bodily lifted off the ground. You have no more contact and you will be leaning in whatever direction that crowd is leaning. And if it goes forty five degrees, guess where you're going? Forty five degrees and they are supposed to have these areas that blow out on each side that just release the air of the balloon and they had fortified security there they had security fences that they had locked in place and i'm telling you i have been there more than a few times once with rebecca at a grateful dead show Mm -hmm. the most laid back you know gentle human beings that you could possibly imagine and literally we were being rocked in that way back to back and i got a hold of her and i just plain used my bulk and size to just bull my way through the crowd and get us out of there 
I was terrified. Yeah, yeah it's frightening. It's it it's it, it shouldn't have happened. Uh, like I said, the guy's reputation is going to work against him. Here's the quote from the district attorney who's on on the job. When you start getting pushed up, the natural tendency is to push back. You get the wave effect. It intensifies. And basically, this is not an environment that fans are used to, but pushing back is the worst thing to do. Yeah, you want to kind of go with the way the direction is taking you, but your your instinct is to go that, the opposite direction. It's almost like swimming against a, 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 a zip tide, a, a rip tide. Look east-west. Don't look north-south. If the crowd's going in this direction, you start looking for your exits to the left and to the right and take them early. If you're beginning to get the hairs on the back of your neck begin to raise because you're getting pushed and shoved and pinched and poked and suddenly you know you literally almost stumble, if you go yeah. down it's over, you get yourself out of that crowd. Miss miss the yeah. show. Do whatever it takes. Well, and the difference too, I mean a, a dead show or any any massive show can get a lot of people that put a lot of pressure on on trying to move forward. Those are grown ass adults. This was a bunch of kids. Yeah, a bunch of this kids. This is a bunch of kids that don't know how to do anything, let alone how to how to and handle themselves. And probably used their crowd. size and their slipperiness and their kidness to actually get deeper into the crowd than they had any reason to be. To probably, be. yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted to share with you right there. What are you doing? What are you doing? Brought to you by People's Home Equity. Don't start your search for a new home until you're pre-approved. And that move saves you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, get a little help when you're out there looking for a house or trying to sell a house, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass will help you out. 5919801, 5919801, chatmortgage.com. That's two T's, chatmortgage.com. And I, I don't have a phone. I am truly unplugged. It's Monday, Jeff. I, what do you, how can you I, ask me what I, I'm doing? I, I, I don't am, know. What I'm, I, I'm barely alive. I, I am. Yeah. I am going to spend as until they fix my phone, and and she, the the pimp here is absolutely adamant that I just go ahead and bite the bullet and get a new phone. But yes. I've got a phone that's got Upgrade. six years of contacts and information yes, but that's, and they photos that and all that stuff. What well, makes me nervous. You've had that phone for six years? Yes. They're designed to last two. Yes, I know, he's ready I know, for a new phone or at but least I, a, a newer phone. I'm leaving my worthless phone. I'm not even going to take it with me so I can use it as a camera. That's how, that's how serious I am. And I'm going to go to Denny's Cove. I'm going to go up oh. to where Fire Gizzard and South Cumberland is. And I have yet to visit the new park at Denny's Cove, and that is what I'm doing this weekend. That's all I got planned. I'm going right. to be in Alabama. Uh, before that, I'm going to be uh, Christmas shopping. That's a good. That's good to start early. Yeah. And it's really not that early. No, especially with the, with delays. The, no. with the supply chain right. stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not doing this because it's not until Friday, November 26th. But the Reindeer on the Riverfront, the 41st annual Lighted Boat Parade, takes place Friday, November 26th. That's always fun. Uh, it begins at 4.30 on the Chattanooga Green. We'll feature Santa and live reindeer, a hot cocoa bar, fire pits, miniature train rides, and will culminate in a fireworks display over the Tennessee River. Wait, where's the Chattanooga Green? Oh, that's the big lawn out there in front of where the blue plate was. Oh, okay. Right that's the, 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 the oh, okay. big lawn. I never knew that had a yeah. name. I thought yeah. it was just part of Ross's Landing. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's the Pim's Corner. There's a name for everything. Jen Lambert and Jen has her own special time where she gets to 
give yays, hoorays, and boos to use. And this is it now. Go. Yeah, well, since you guys have taken up every single thing that I have on my list here to prep, I, I don't have a whole lot today, but I have a few things. Matt Hollander, you probably know this already because it was announced on Friday hey, buddy. morning. Matt Hollander is definitely in the race for Hamilton County Mayor. That makes him... He might be a great guy. I just hate those damn commercials. Hey, buddy. Well, yeah, but work. you remember them, right? <laughs> yeah, they so, were. Yeah, he, yeah, you know, smart guy. Hey, buddy, come Pick on. Yeah, the most overpriced windows in the city. Ask anybody who purchased windows. I get Sorry. my windows at Habitat for Humanity. <laughs> Smart man. Uh, or you can spend is, 5,000 times more and go, this oh, is a this boo. Cute little boo. girl stand on this window. That's a good luck. This hey, is a baby. boo. Uh, the Chattanooga <laughs> Gas Company is projecting that customers will be paying an additional $27 ah! a month this winter, which is more than they paid a year ago. The increase is due to a rise in natural gas prices. The Chattanooga <laughs> oh. Gas Company is partnering with energy assistance programs to help those who need it. I don't need it. I got me a thermal blanket. <laughs> you got you. <laughs> Nanook of the North Coat. Made out of Kodiak I'll, bear hair. I'll go out and slaughter some seals and wrap myself in them, and I'll be fine. You know, I'll, I'll keep your gas. I'm a dumb guy. I don't mean to hijack the, uh, the, the segment. I have but two more things. Just super fast. When does inflation and price gouging start to uh, blend in together? Immediately. Yeah, I mean, to find price gouging, like I raise the prices um, just because I feel like it. Uh, the shopper, all right, here come, here come, here comes Butcher Bob. Butcher Bob has got to mark it up a dollar because if he doesn't, he's not going to make any money at all. So he's got to mark it up a dollar. Right. Now Butcher Bob looks around, ain't nobody looking. He marks it up a dollar twenty-five because everybody's used to paying more anyway. So go ahead and put that twenty-five cents is in his pocket. Is that inflation or is that price gouging? That's doing business. It's, well, it's and price, when does policy fix that? When does national policy fix it's that? It's price gouging when the government comes down and says, Butcher Bob, we got a bunch of starving people down here and need your meat. And he goes, okay. And he jacks it up another 75% because now he's got somebody who's going to buy it and has the money and has the need and needs it. That's price gouging. Like I said, that, I'm dumb. That's just called government contracting. Um, but uh, price gouging and government contracting are hand in freaking hand. Uh, now, the issue about inflation that uh, policy can't really fix inflation. I mean, the Federal Reserve is there to sort of keep a handle on inflation, but if things continue on the trend that they are continuing on, and if things destabilize, say, internationally, inflation is just going to get worse. We can hope that it doesn't, but there's not a whole lot of policy that could be written that would get inflation under control because it's just the way the money works. It's a fiat currency. There's going to be inflation. And now for something completely different. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving, two weeks away. Yeah. Amazon is selling cheap and healthy turkeys for a ridiculously low price. 12 and 24 pound young turkeys are going for a dollar a pound. Butcher Bob, you pay a dollar 45. <laughs> there is a $10 delivery fee, so you have to factor that in, but it might be less than what you're paying at the butcher grocery Bob's store. Butcher Bob's boy bring it by for five bucks. Come, and buy it. <laughs> well, come on by to Butcher Phil. Butcher Phil's got a dollar thirty, and he delivers it with his own two hands. Last thing I have real quick is that Elton John just received the highest possible honor from Queen Elizabeth. He has just become a member of the Order of the Companions of Honor. Well, that just sounds just wimpy well he is elton john the guy united he is sir elton john <laughs> yeah it kind of goes down to what is it again the the it rightly the, observed 
Uh, it's the Order of the Companions of Honor, which is usually given to, you know, it recognizes British citizens who oh. make a major contribution to the arts, science, medicine, government. He's the head of the JCs. This is why he was honored. You guys shut up. This is why he was honored. He was honored for... Um, for his fight against AIDS. He's good. got the Elton John, good. you know, AIDS Foundation. He's done so much good work in that area. Is so it just congrats, I love, Mr. John. Oh, I love Elton John. I, I could never say a bad <laughs> thing about Elton John, but doesn't, Sir John. Sorry, sir, I'm American. Oh, I Elton can. John. I can say bad things about him. Island girl. All right. All right. Don't go breaking my heart. Fine. I can do it all day long. Thank Fine. you for completely Ve ruining my Very segment. quickly. You suck. Shout out to Diddy. <laughs> I mean this. I'm serious about this. Diddy is not stupid, y'all. Why, he's got I a mean, new girlfriend I'm, already? No, Travis Scott, you know, we can talk about him. We can talk about ye, and we can talk about everybody else. Yay. Uh, whatever they are. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, Puff Daddy. I was about to say, we're talking about Sean, Sean Combs? Sean Combs actually is a darn smart businessman. Your business phone is man. old. What yeah. do you do? And he yeah, is moving <laughs> his capital, his capital, uh, excuse me, prep school. <laughs> From L.A. to New York because he is a Harlem resident, and it's got 500 to 700 students in it, and it's basically paid for with his money for underprivileged students. And he thought, L.A.'s got plenty of this. I'm going to bring it back home. So the Capital Prep School, which is what it's called, owned by Diddy, it's just Diddy now, is moving to Harlem. So thanks. I just thought that was it. that was worthy of note. Thanks to the Android 16 update, it's now just Diddy. <laughs> It's and now just P. <laughs> anonymous donor. <laughs> I'd like to be called P. <laughs> duh. Yo, duh. <laughs> An anonymous donor has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, but turned his advertising time over to local charity organizations, including Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, and A Step Ahead, the definition of Chattocentric. And this is where Russell the Love Muscle flexes his <laughs> muscle. Thank you very much. And I don't know what he's got on his mind today, but I'm sure it's something titillating. Tid scintillating. Titillating and boobulating indeed, Jeff. Uh, a very, <laughs> very short, actually. Uh, just like half a paragraph that I thought was kind of interesting as I was driving in to work this morning, reading Twitter and swerving back and forth, uh, nearly ki hitting a, uh, a group of school children. Uh, U.S. Secretary of State uh, Blinken says, quote, we're concerned by reports of unusual Russian military activity near Ukraine. He also says, we don't have clarity into Moscow's intentions, but we do know its playbook. Our concern is that Moscow may make the serious mistake of attempting to rehash what it undertook back in 2014. Of course, referring to the incursion into Crimea and the annexation of Crimea and the sponsoring of the war in the Donbass, which is still ongoing today. Um, I don't really have much more to say about that other than the Balkans are really heating up over the last couple of uh, couple of weeks it's really gotten tenuous over there you got the situation in poland belarus <clears throat> and poland belarus and poland and lithuania now getting involved in that you've also got the situation with ukraine um i hope it doesn't turn into the the 90s again with the balkan war situation but things are not looking to be very favorable before we move off of your muscle mm -hmm. uh i was just gonna say remember yesterday we were talking about the judge the local uh, not not the sorry one, not Gary Starnes, the the idiot, the moron, the guy all that right, doesn't all right, listen. All right. You know when he's actually on the stand Jeez. and pay attention, ruins people's lives. <sighs> now the other guy that was that was saying things that he thought was funny and yeah. get, giving crime tips. Yeah, we, you know, we all thought it was funny. Yeah. And and see one one of them here says it had to do with uh, 
when you go into Walmart, you got to be stealthy. Don't go in there looking all like you're up to something. So that way, when they catch you with three steaks shoved down into your pants, <laughs> they won't look for all the rest of the stuff you got hidden in your prison wallet, your stash. <laughs> ew, <laughs> ew. Now, so if they once they catch the steaks and they start pulling crack from your crack, along with a PlayStation 4, a second set of car keys, and Michael Jackson's greatest hit CD, you haven't given it enough thought. So he gets more credit for being funny than I thought he would. And they actually, Give me the Jimmy Dean sausage. They I'm going to put it in my prison wallet. They went back. The, the, <laughs> the, the editorial writers for the Chattanooga Free Press went back and found some other ones. 1969, Judge Harris said, hell, I just sent a man to jail wearing one of my campaign buttons. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> uh, Judge Williams. All right, check this out. You won't like it at first, but wait. No, I like Walter Williams. Well, but, but, well no. You do? Judge, yeah. I do. Judge Walter Williams back in 1992, and I remember this, told a woman who said she was going to stay with her abusive boyfriend. They were in there because he'd hit her. He said, apparently you like it that way. Next time he hits you, why don't you just go ahead and cook him a big meal if that's what you like? And people kind of gasped and were looking at her, and then he looked at the guy and he goes, you, you go around here again, and you will be in here so long, you will be building the next workhouse, and that is not prepared until the next century, according to my calendar. <laughs> so yeah. anyway... Might have gotten a few boos on the first part, but he definitely didn't have any love for the hitter. Progressive, he was not. Too, Effective, he was. I thought he was good. RC2 Realty Solutions, mountains looking at each other. Shortest and simplest one I'll probably ever get. Uh, RC2 Realty Solutions, pretty short and simple there. Just add the .com and you got all the information you need to deal with whatever distressed property is distressing you. All right? Maybe you're looking for distressed property. Maybe you actually have to go out and buy some and have it all fixed up. Robin Ring with a Y. Robin with a Y Ring will help renovate, sell, whatever you want to do. Buy, invest. Robin, rc2realtysolutions.com. It's just real simple. Um, and I, I'm going to come back to it. And, and I, I told you we're going to have things kind of weaving serpentine-like in and out of the segments this time. Um, I'm wondering if we've gotten past the tipping point. I'll come back, back to that later about what we can and can't do in society. Th this morning, like I, I've I've said this before, my, my phone, not only is it not working, not only is it messed up, but it, it's got a poltergeist in it. Every once in a while, a text will come through. Yeah, you seem to get all of my texts. Uh, yeah, a, a text will just pop through and it'll be like, hey, hey, maybe it's working, but that's it. And all it said, it was from a listener and watcher in Florida and said, that shirt on the podcast was so stupid. I would, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would even tell my wife if she was wearing it as long as I was out of reach. I have no idea what shirt he was talking Probably about. Probably the one of you as a composer, if I had to guess. No, that's a great shirt. Well, I was. And he, I think he was it's thinking because it's the Georgia Bulldog yeah. shirt because he's not oh. a dogs fan. Yeah, that's all it can be. But what, whatever it is, I'm just think. I this is what got me thinking, and I'll, I'll come back to it in a second. But the the readiness and willingness and ableness and constant wearing of divisive symbology. For whether it's the Blue Lives Matter flag, I don't think that the flag should be altered in any way. Mm. I don't. I, I, whether you, whatever you think about police officers or not, it doesn't make any difference. Flag etiquette calls for the flag to be kept the same. I don't think the flags ought to be used as patches on the butt of your jeans. Now, shirts with huge Confederate flags on them. What does that say about that guy sitting there at the diner? 
All right, you you pretty much know where he stands politically, <laughs> and if and 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 it just it is what it is. It doesn't bother me. It's not in my face, unless he just starts spouting off and deciding he just wants to start talking to me while I'm waiting for my takeout. Mm-hmm. It's none of my business. But it has gotten so much worse and so much more prevalent. It it went from the it's heritage, uh, not hate argument which made sense and mm-hmm. I could easily make that argument to anybody who wanted to stand, stand there and and have a discussion about it but there were those other people who did not see it that way and that's kind of where this the, the the era where this discussion began if it truly offends me why would you wear it unless you want to truly offend me I mean clearly that is your goal you are trying to make me leave your presence you don't want me around because you know this is going to bother me. You have the right. You've got the right, and I've got the right to leave, and now you have successfully done so. Mm-hmm. And what made me think about it, I was I was at a diner, and I'm looking at this guy's shirt. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. Big old battle flag on there. Boy, I, I really believe I, I could just about tell you with 100% accuracy what he believes about any single thing going on in the planet. But years ago, when Kid Rock was still a rapper, mm-hmm. do you remember that far back, Brian? Yes. When Kid Rock was still a rapper from sure. Detroit, mm-hmm. all right, and Ba with the Ba, and and no, all it was still rock rap, but yeah. But I mean, but I mean, he, he wasn't country. Nobody knew he was a redneck. And me and Rebecca and my friend Freddie Marble from Detroit, a hulking African American man, twice my size, go down to see Kid Rock open up for. Government Mule, Skinnerd, Skinnerd. I've, I've seen him open up for Government we were, Mule. We were gonna, we were gonna leave. All of us, it was actually fun. All was of us show. had seen Skinnerd. He, he was a Skinner fan, you know. I mean, I mean, D- Detroit's Rock City, man. They're rockers up there, right? But we thought we were going to see a young rap artist that was beginning to climb the the charts and really do well and, and really rock. An Eminem type. And so we go out there, and so we go in to get our seats. There's the three of us standing there. And all of a sudden, toward the end of the Kid Rock show, which was not bad, it wasn't great. What was his name? It was his band, the Trucker Brown Band. Is that right? Yeah, uh, that. All of a sudden, whoom, the backdrop comes down, huge confe- Confederate battle flag. That's all it was. No message. No, you know, don't well, tread Skin- on me. Skinner flew it for decades. I, I Tom know, Petty I know. flew it but for see, we, we fully expected, having seen Skinner in the, I did a gajillion times, and I love some of their stuff, and it's, a lot of it's gotten very old, and certainly the act on stage has gotten very old and appealing to the lowest common denominator. This was years ago. We were going to leave before Skinner came on. Boof, here comes the Confederate battle flag. And I mean, people in the crowd almost all of which who were white and who looked rural turned and looked at Freddie. Oh, no. And, and, I mean, he, he's, he's almost a foot taller than me. And he just said, my comfort level has just been reduced to zero. I, I am leaving. I'll see y'all out at the car. And I said, no, no, we'll go with you. You don't need to be out in the parking lot by yourself. Mm-hmm. That was the thought process. We were, we're there to see, we thought, a rap concert leading to a rock concert and ended up getting assaulted with a symbol that didn't serve any purpose except to inspire a little yeehaw and some, you know, you know, podunk, you know, hayseed chewers, you know, you know, giddy up and chased my friend out of the building. 
And I just want you guys to think about this. When you're putting on your shirts and putting on your hats and putting on your bumper stickers and putting on your specially licensed plates, what kind of message are you truly sending? And that comes back here in a little bit, and, and I'll, I'll talk more about it. And there's, there's truly a reason because I, I am afraid. I am afraid of where we are. Let me just put it to you that way. Regional Roundup, there's a new podcast all about being better versions of ourselves, sharing stories and lessons from our successes and failures. Join Bruce Dodd as he walks us through learning to be intentional with our money, time, thoughts, and relationships, the intentionallivingproject.com. Don't forget Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of the communicator, that is me, Jeff Stiles, Jen Lambert, Russell Stroud, Dave Hooker, Brian Stone, Jeff Greenspan, Taft Sibley, help us out in the background. And one hour, you'll be informed, warned, entertained, to brain sprained, and you find us anywhere, 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 anywhere. Except YouTube. Except YouTube, which she's still, <laughs> Jen has just got a war going against YouTube. She ain't going to give it up. Um, we're, we are working, by the way, on the Yes, hey, Siri, Siri, okay, Siri Miley, smiley whatever <laughs> voice activated you know people that live in your house yes. and listen to everything you say and do <laughs> people that live in your house yeah right. the elf on the shelf uh, so anyway it's a regional roundup thank you very much uh, montgomery alabama alabamians can get limited quantities of beer wine and spirits delivered to their homes now that the yeah. first companies have gotten licensed under a new law you can do that in georgia as well and utah alabama utah e-u-t-a-w hmm. <laughs> Utah. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> a boy who weighed less than a pound at birth after his Aww. mother went into labor after only 21 weeks and one day of gestation has now been certified as the world's most premature baby to ever survive. Wow. Side note: there is one, a, something. one pound. There yeah. is a Gosh. Arab, Arab, Alabama. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure, and it's 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 and it's not far from Cairo, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's Cairo, Georgia, is right around the corner. I yeah. only weighed four pounds when I was born. Wow, I survived. I Lynchburg, I Tennessee, the distillery producing Jack Daniel's whiskey is teaming up with military support group to help service members and their families get homes for the holidays. Something we kind of mentioned yesterday. Mm -hmm. Sherry Campbell, call me or call Jen. Track her down, and she'll be able to set you up since you can't call me. More than 1,700 service members and relatives, a record, will be helped this year by Operation Ride Home. That's great. Uh, I don't do North Carolina all that often. I'm going to go into Raleigh. A uh, trial judge on Wednesday ordered the state to pay out $1.75 billion to help narrow public education inequities, angering Republicans who said the director, uh, directive usurps lawmakers' constitutional authority over state coffers. Hmm. Georgia, Atlanta, gunmaker Remington Firearms, moving its headquarters from the Empire State to the Peach State, said it plans to invest about $100 million in a factory and research operation in LaGrange, just down the road from Bowden, hiring about 856 people over the next five years. Remington has had a really spotty recent history, too. Remington's really gone downhill uh, in recent years. Their most, most latest, their latest handgun release, the R5, terrible failure their rifles except for the 700 uh, not doing very well remington really needs to turn itself around if they're going to be what they quality to be. control has been an issue yeah. Don donaldson georgia peanut processing company will start making peanut butter and other products in seminole county that'll be new hmm. 85 million dollar god almighty whoa 85 million dollar company 90 people 
That's a lot of money. Thank you, George Washington Carver. Governor Bill Lee. I well know he's going to sign that uh, uh, wide-reaching code. Sign every Bill Lee. Bill. And uh, this one, I got. I got to put this one in here. This is Hawaii, so it's not really around the region or anything like that. But <laughs> not even on the continent. Check it out. <laughs> their their T dot signs. Their H dot signs are funnier than ours. And I remember, I remember when they started making ours funnier, I attempted to, and they actually <laughs> used a couple of my suggestions. Which they I seem to have good. stopped doing that, which yeah. is nice. Uh, <laughs> and let me just say, I'll just read it to you directly. The Maui Police Department is using local, did you, under, did you know this? The word Creole, like the word that we were talking about the other day when I said indigenous, and you thought that only meant Australian? No, indi- I know it. I know it and means indigenous means native people. Native, yeah. No, Aboriginal was the word. I police department in uh, Maui using Creole language. Their language mm-hmm. falls under the Creole arch. Yeah, like Haitian. The, the same. All right, like 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 Haitians, and uh, and the the folks down in the the Bayou area and everything like that. And humor to get motorists to slow down. They have signs that say, "Hey, slow down. No drive like one clown." <laughs> <laughs> That's the re- way it reads. All right, it, it first went up. It said, "Please slow down. Don't drive like a clown." And so one of the guys that works at H dot said, "Man, let's let's use our own, you know, Hawaiian pigeon." And that's another word you don't hear very often. Yeah. Pigeon English, and that is spelled P-I-D-G-I-N. Yeah. Let's um, use our own Hawaiian pigeon and make it sound like we would say it. And so they changed it to a hey, slow down. No drive like one clown. <laughs> Oh my now, I, now that would make me slow down just to read it. <laughs> just say, say, try to figure out what the hell was going There's on. There's a constant joke about pigeon. So pigeon is often used to describe languages that are an intermix of English and uh, African languages, right? Yeah. So African is in in Africa. BBC has a lot of services in uh, former British colonies, and so the BBC will have. Uh, articles in Pigeon, and sometimes those headlines are pretty funny. I bet. I bet. And then we will explore those one day. More one day. Not today. So the the text line, you want to go that direction right now? Yes, I do. I want to do it right. So, yeah, I totally screwed it up, and I double-checked to make sure it's 301. You guys had it right. 301-9229. Can I give it a sponsor right quick? You can. All right, Chattanooga Safety Products on Highway 58 next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products and sponsoring the phone number. 301-9229, the text line. It doesn't give uh, a name. It just gives your number. Yeah. So, like, if you want to be attributed to it, you're going to have to put your name to it. So I don't I don't know who has sent these, but and they're not going to change your life. But we said we'd read them, so we're going to do it. Isn't it nice to see Chattanooga's answer to Ivanka and Don Jr. running for office in Hamilton County? I thought that was a pretty good one, of course, re- referring to the yes. Weston yes. uh, children. Yes. Uh, listening to Jeff this morning and his vaccination issue for first responders – Get him a Snickers winky face. (laughs) (laughs) Hungry Snickers commercial. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Any chance you guys will talk about the Boston boy and his blue light special over on the south side? Yes, of course we got. Obviously, he missed it. We got to that. Yeah. Um, This one's long. I'll paraphrase a little bit of it. Just, it's great to have you guys back on the air. I'm a long time El Jefe fan. I appreciate Jeff's knowledge about all the local outdoors activities, such as hikes, vistas, camping spots. Goes on and on from there. Uh, Thank you for all the all that you do. Keep up the good work. Uh, we were talking about 
um, Bucky's, I believe it was, what mm-hmm. brought this yes. on yes. last yeah. week. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, they I, correcting I, me? It's Stuckey's. I yeah, stopped yeah, there yeah, on yeah, my yeah. way uh, back from the, the parade and we talked about that for a few minutes while you were gone, Jeff. This just says, Jen, your friend wanted a Stuckey's <laughs> pecan log. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people have sent me that message. Thank you. Not a divinity. Thank not you. a divinity role, and, and but a pecan so, log. And, this, and, and you, we'll, we'll, these will not always be timely because there's no reason to do one at a time. We'll, we'll accumulate calls and text messages. This is final one. And this is from a week ago. So today's Monday the 15th. This was last Monday. Funny bit of info that I didn't hear on your show about the blue light Euro lounge, quote unquote. <laughs> uh, the, the locks got changed and the police said that they're that they are getting evicted. On Monday, I see Brian trying to get in and his key didn't work. I'm assuming this is somebody that works at the Choo Choo on Station Street. Again, no name on it, just a phone number. I'm not going to give a phone number, obviously. Ah, my key doesn't work. On Tuesday, I saw him go in. So the issues may have gotten worked out with the landlord again that was did y'all see the ago. picture i took uh that monday when i was i was supposed yeah, to I posted be it. yeah at the at the hospital and they said don't leave you can't come but i left because i wanted to find out what was going on with my phone so i'm wandering around in the early morning hours of the you know the daylight coming up in the city away the anonymous and i just posted with it well i'm just i just i didn't because i didn't want people to think i was out wandering (laughs) the streets when i was supposed to be my with my wife but man i'm telling you station street was paved with broken glass i don't mean little slivers i mean a car went by while i was standing there and was just going down the road and it was just snap crackle pop snap cry i just they i guarantee you they blew at least two tires Ooh. before they got far down the road i'm just picturing you slinking around like snoopy in that one special where it's world war one <laughs> exactly <laughs> they, the enemy the, the flying ace behind yeah. enemy lines been yeah. grounded all right <laughs> all right top of the pops top of the pops top of the pops follow me on this one don't follow me far Follow me shortly. What was the reaction, 1773, of one George Washington and one Benjamin Franklin, just to name two of our founding fathers, what was their reaction to the Boston Tea Party? Uh, Outrage. I I mean, John Adams was a lawyer for the soldiers who who, uh, allegedly opened fire on the of uh, the aggressors, I guess the snowball throwers. Anybody else? I don't well, know. What what the, I don't know what the political climate what, was George, back then. What, 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 the George Washington and Benjamin Franklin founding fathers, people, you know, a bunch of rich white guys like didn't that. want to pay taxes. You know, I mean, what's new, like right? But no, they they Hell were yeah. they, they were outraged by the Boston Tea Party because they were upset because it wasn't their idea. It, what it, no. It wasn't anybody else's stuff to do anything with. They were more concerned with property rights than they were with political leanings at the time. Oh, the Tea Party. I'm sorry. I thought you said the massacre. No, no. I understood the, the, the Boston Tea Party. They were outraged at what happened. Even though it was the English and they weren't happy with them, mm-hmm. they were upset over the fact that they would do that to their property. Yeah. Imagine that kind of actual stalwart mentality, philosophy, and belief in a system that would not be swayed by something like that today. You could take a hundred people today wearing MAGA shirts who all agreed on one thing, and then if Donald Trump said, do this other thing that you would disagree with, they would all switch sides immediately. They didn't they don't have the roots that they had then. There's a new book out 
It's called our first civil war. And I'm not just going after Trump. I'm going after anybody. Mm-hmm. If, if you've got the squad lovers out there, same thing. They could, they could absolutely change their mind, just turn on a dime and change their mind on something that you think would be vital to their belief system if the squad told them to do it. And these are not patriots. These are not good American citizens. The first civil war, H.W. Brands, is about the fact that a whole whopping one-third of Americans wanted independence when we fought for it. Mm -hmm. One-third of the Americans. They they, probably felt pretty comfortable with uh, the... the, they were fine. They, you know, they, they were loyalists. The prologue to the book reads, In every colony and then in every state were thousands of men and women who wanted nothing to do with independence. And this schism is not taught in this school system, and it won't be taught in the next school system. This is American revisionism at its best. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to go back to is that guy in the deli wearing his shirt, all the confidence in the world that he can do so and move about his community without anybody accosting him. If I had walked in with a with a Harris, you know, Biden shirt on, do you think I would have left the premises without somebody saying something to me? No, no, no probably not. I I'm have... saying we're past the tipping point. That is my point here. My top of the pops, my top of the mind awareness is I am scared to death that we are literally past the tipping point in this country to where if you walk into a diner in a small southern friendly town wearing the wrong hat, the wrong t-shirt, with the wrong bumper sticker on the wrong kind of car, you are putting yourself in danger because of the mentality of Americans today, not patriots, not stalwart American citizens who believe in the American experiment, but people who are caught up in the whim of the day and are willing to do damage and actually inflict injury on people based on whimsical feelings, whimsical feelings. And you, you, everybody would have thought, well, surely they were probably part of the Indians that jumped out there and did it. No, they had a belief that property had such value. It was one of the most important things in the world. They wouldn't cross. That was the whole same thing with Robert E. Lee serving Virginia instead of the United States. Mm -hmm. Hard decisions had to be made on real basic, you know, principles. Where are those principles now? They're on T-shirts. They're on T-shirts that, that will end up basically creating fights and altercations later on down the road in the day. And, I, and I'm telling you, you just f- f- conduct the experiment yourself. Go ahead and put on an unpopular shirt in a red state and start walking into some of those farm stores and see what happens. Get a body camera. Get somebody to follow you. Maybe get some, some little security and see how you're treated. You will not be treated like an American. Uh, the shortest deep dive you've ever done in your life, or we save it for tomorrow? What do you think? Shortest deep dive. Let's do it. Like, for real, the shortest one yep. you've ever done. It's going to be. Dive, dive. It's brought to you by Tennessee American Water dive, Company, dive. providing quality water to the Chattanooga community since 1887. At the end of every pipe, they know there's a family counting on them to provide clean, safe, reliable water for their health and comfort each and every day. That's why Tennessee American Water, they take pride in keeping your lives flowing right, and that's a perfect sponsor for Deep Dive, and it has to do with the death of a gentleman who won the Nobel Peace Prize along with Nelson Mandela Mm -hmm. and the undoing of apartheid. Yes, uh, F.W. de Klerk, the last uh, white prime minister 
of South Africa. Uh, he's sort of co-credited for dismantling uh, the apartheid system within South Africa and helping to establish the Truth and Reconciliation Movement, which helped to uh, mend some of the uh, uh, larger wounds that lasted after the end of apartheid, because you can't have Again, apartheid was institutional racism at its at its finest, quote unquote. It was state sponsored, state enforced, completely racism. codified, right, from front to back, top to bottom. Right, and and they would use the word racism as like, yeah, it's racist, and they would just say that. You know, it's not. It would, yeah, think laws were based on race. Right. Yes, it's 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 a, it's racist policy. Right. They, it wasn't a bad word. They said, but it's racist policy. Like you would say, it's fiscal policy. Exactly. And De Klerk died a couple of days ago. And again, most of the people in America don't realize what kind of role he played. And the reconciliation process was so simple that it's almost impossible to believe it worked. But it did. He claimed in uh, a post-mortem video, actually, or a posthumous video that, that was released following his death, uh, that he was converted away from apartheid, uh, partially because of his religious beliefs. He says, in my heart of hearts, I realize that apartheid was wrong. I realized that we had arrived at a place which was morally unjustifiable. He added that the action was then taken to negotiate and restore justice. And yeah, the the way they reconciled it was actually quite simple for regular people. Unbelievable. It was just, it's over. They got on stand and they admitted doing what they did and the community forgave them. That's what it was. They didn't dig deeper into it. They didn't call each other liars. They didn't present evidence. They got people to go up and say, during this process, I did this, I did that, I was guilty of this, I was guilty of that, and basically there would be a moment of silence, and the community said, you've gotten it off your chest, you've, you've spoken in front of everybody, the community forgives you, we will now move forward. The entire nation did that. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. It takes both sides to, to make this work, you know? Um... um I got another. I do. Good. I think it's interesting that Erlanger has chosen to comply with the vaccine mandate. It is interesting because it's not a mandate yet. I mean, it's been halted by the by the courts, so the mandate isn't technically in effect at this time. But they're going to make it. They're going to make it work. Yeah, they are for them. Yeah. (laughs) What do a tick and uh, the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do who? A tick and the Eiffel Tower. What do they have in common? I don't know what. They're both parasites. It's got to happen. You've had had worse. You've had worse. (laughs) I'm not sure that's the case, to be totally honest with you. You know what what the farmer said when his cow came over the hill? What? Yonder comes my cow. Okay. Are we I, hope done? You, I hope you have a terrible, terrible <laughs> weekend. Chattanooga Driving <laughs> Show.